All right, so it's uh, trending Twitter Tuesday here, and it's Friday at about uh, nearly 9 p.m., and I'm afraid my Twitter app, they just say fire. We got a couple of unique circumstances around this episode tonight. Last time we used Canada, and I'm having trouble figuring out how to change it here. Oh, here we go. Yeah, let's see. Okay, so I got, I think my phone's about to die. I'm going to take a screen. I think I already took a screenshot. I had to pause it. Uh, but we a couple of unique circumstances behind tonight's show. Uh, let's see if I can give process them all and set it up. So we, have a, we had a guest scheduled. And it was someone that requested to be on the show, which is always a little bit of a uh, he said, well, geez, I don't know if I could just start taking guests on, right? But this was uh, related to another podcast that I like. And originally, it was Bernie the Butterfly was scheduled to come as, this, like, a, what do you call those guys on K Street? Like a representative, a spokesperson. And I went back and forth with these these persons and these uh, lobbyists. And I said, no, you get, Bernie was just on. He can't, can't be back on. Two, it's you know, I'm not, no, and then of course I backed down, and but then it ended up burning was double booked because uh, there's something going on with the hippopotamuses and some others. So I think he's going on, I don't know what country it's in, but you know, he's he's on a hippopotamus based grievance tour, hippopotamus grievance, grievance tour. I think that might have been one of Spalding Gray's shows, too, which is strange. But so Bernie's not wasn't scheduled to come on. So then this other person was scheduled. They said, well, 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 they'll come on to represent themselves. And I said, okay, now I have been lucky as I've, you know, the podcast. And they talk about this beginner's mind or this, you know, learning mindset, whatever. And I really have found myself in some wonderful positions to learn some things about, uh, the world I wasn't exposed to through this podcast. One is like interviews and from working with Allison B and slash CN, like I learned about this thing called the pre-interview. I would have never really known about it. Maybe I'd heard about it, uh, but that's where before you get interviewed or it gets recorded, you know, a producer calls you because they work on two of shows that I was lucky enough to be a guest on. And they say they ask you some questions, kind of feel it out. Okay, is this going to, we, we think you're worth interviewing or that you'd be a good guest. And then they kind of pre-interview you, you know, to prep you. I didn't realize that at the time. It took me, uh, like, because, you know, I try to go numb inside, you know. So I was learning. I said, oh, if I pay attention to this pre-interview, I'll be a better guest, too. I didn't I didn't realize that until too late now. But, um you know, it's like a, it's just get things started, you know, you start to prep the thing. So with this guest, lo and behold, I said, well, let's do a pre-interview. Because uh, usually, you know, Bernie just comes, I figured, okay, this person will come on like Bernie. They'll be able to hold the mic, you know, not physically, but, you know, they'll just come in and monologue about their grievances with this particular person and, but there was also some context around it. Wow, this is dense trying to get through this. But, it, it you know, lulling, soothing tones. Uh, but so the pre-interview did not go well. And it became apparent to me very quickly 
that I might have to become an interviewer because they said this. I don't know if this person could be on the mic. They're, they're not here yet, so they can't hear any of this. And I think they realized. I said, okay, well, okay, great. And I said, well, the way we're going to do it, you know, then I changed, you know, in the middle of pre interview, I said, okay, this is not going to. They said, that's kind of more work for old scoots, but uh, the show must go on. And then the also, so the second thing is, so this is kind of related to the Sawbones podcast. And ideally, I'll watch my language because I don't know if Justin or Sydney, the wonderful McElroy family, but ideally, Charlie. You don't know if Charlie should, you probably, the, the McElroy's will listen before Charlie, but. Uh, this was also going to be like this thing for Charlie's birthday, whenever that is, which I haven't looked up yet. Sorry. Char- Happy birthday, Charlie. So good that it's your birthday. Or that I missed it. Oh, uh, happy birthday to you. Even though this is like 22 minutes into the show or 25 minutes, but happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Uh, but yeah, Charlie, you know, don't, you can just stop listening now. Cause I, I can't, I don't really can't sing during the podcast. It wakes people up. So, uh, Gaga, Goo Goo, Papa, Poo Poo, your Papa Poo Poo. Uh, but so originally it was like, oh, they had talked about this book about spleens and then maybe that it would be like, there was all these books, but it ended up that book I couldn't get the rights to. And even downloading it, it was like $250, I think, the book they were talking about, uh, Sydney and Justin. Now, Dr. McElroy and Justin, they were having, uh, they were kind of having this debate on the show about the usefulness of the spleen. Now, I'm not weighing in here on either side, uh, but, but I'll tell you what, who wasn't happy about it was the spleen. So that's who had gotten in touch with me was the spleen. And I said, okay, well, we could do, this could still work as a podcast episode. That's why I did the pre-interview. Because they said, well, I could always go to this spleen book or the spleen could read from the spleen book. Because uh, that'll work. You know, that probably, that would make an episode probably. Uh, but then one couldn't get the spleen book without, you know, total violation of copyright law. Uh, two, a spleen, we, we, who, well, one second. Okay, hello. Let me see. Luckily, I have someone helping me. Koa, hopefully she won't, she, Koa's like, you know, she's not a vegetarian, but, you know, sentient spleens, Koa won't bother. A simple spleen spokesperson, a spleen spokesperson, but this is an embodiment of all spleens, I believe. So this is a big deal. And I actually, I forgot, I didn't, unfortunately I didn't record the uh, pre-interview and I didn't take notes except just like, you know, that is this not going well. And he actually wrote that down. I just drew my pen back and forth. So yeah, so I'm going to have to, I guess I'm going to pause it here maybe, but I'm not finished totally setting things up. So I guess I'll set things up, then I'll bring this spleen on. Okay, one second of spleen saying. So that means probably that's not an acceptable title. Uh, I probably should have got all that done in the pre-interview. I'll need it. Maybe there's a Maybe I should have emailed slash CN or Allison or somebody and said, hey, "Could you walk me through that pre-interview?" Uh, so what? I, what's going to happen is I'm going to interview the spleen. Uh, because the spleen, I guess, wants. To, I don't know. I said, "Are you going to talk back?" Like this is you're from nature. Are you trying to talk back? 
But I get the general sense that the spleen, I don't want to front load this interview or bias anyone towards the spleen, against the spleen. But remember, this is a person speaking on behalf. It's not a person, I guess. Uh, this is a spleen. And this is for Charlie, you know, ideally I won't lose my temper or my imagination and, and do anything, say anything. But so the spleen's going to come on. The spleen's, we're going to talk. We're going to, it's going to be an interview. The spleen, ideally, I think, hold on, let me look and see, because I think they're getting a water, which is weird. Uh, the spleen kind of thinks this is going to be like a Bernie episode where the spleen comes on. And kind of, you know, says, lays down a lot of Justin uh, that about the, how good the spleen is. And then, in, you know, both their defenses. It's a great podcast, Sawbones podcast. And then I think the spleen was probably going to land a Dr. Sidney McElroy about, you know, not doing the spleen right, like, and letting. So, but I don't think it's going to be like that. So don't worry, Charlie. Your lovely parents will not be. Uh, spleened on my watch at all. You know, is it, is, where's the, yeah, what's that stuff called? The gall, whatever they, oh, bile. I remember they were talking about bile. Uh, there won't be any bile spilled today. So, uh, stay tuned. We're gonna, I guess, huh, how do you mic up a spleen? Jeez, really need a, uh, you know, I try, I'm, I'm being as professional as I can, right? We learn. By learning, or I learn by screw, screwing up, and it's like how how slimy is the spleen? But I'm sure if it's out walking in the world, they put they had me send a car for them, so it's already cost me eight dollars, which isn't too bad, and a bottle of water, which I guess maybe the spleen probably. I better keep an eye on it because Co was alone with the spleen. You know, was it a, what could possibly go wrong? So I'll be back. I'll be back with the a spleen. Not sure if it's a spleen or the spleen. Uh, so thanks for, we'll, we'll just see how this goes. How's that sound? Okay. Hey, everybody, it's Scoots here. Uh, believe it or not, this, uh, getting set up with this, this, this spleen character has not been pleasant. Uh, I apologize for, I don't think any of the technical difficulties came through. Uh, it was, it's definitely going to be our most expensive episode because I didn't realize I needed a, uh, like a hose hook, it was very complicated, but it shouldn't sound like as complicated as it was. And again, I don't say this is an embodiment, but anyway, I want to welcome our guest. It's, uh, is it the, sp- the spleen? Uh, spleen, sir. I'm, I'm the spleen, sir. Uh, just spleen. Okay, so just spleen. Welcome, just spleen. Oh, uh, well, the spleen didn't get that joke. Welcome, spleen. So we got the spleen here, and I guess I'm going to be doing an interview, which I don't don't really do. And since this took so long to set up, I hope, you know, because I said, geez, I don't know if I want to sit here while the spleen does a character assassination or a disembodied debate with Justin McElroy. Uh, so I was like, man, what else could we do? Uh, but do you have any, do you have like an opening, did you have like a statement or anything? Because they said it'll be, you know, if you're going to, def- if you're going to, you know, since you don't have Bernie the Butterfly, I think this is better handled, not, un- you know, unargumentatively. Okay, that's fine. Okay, man, maybe you do. Yeah, you thought you were full of bile, so I thought you'd be uh, more 
um, energized since I'm not good at interviews. Uh, but why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself? I'm, I'm, I'm a spleen. I'm a representative of the entire community of spleens, which is an organ in, in bodies of living creatures, an essential organ uh, that affects the quality of life. And without me, you may, you know, life is better with a spleen. Okay, so you don't work, you haven't had any media, you're like me, you haven't had any media training, right? Um, I I may, I I was chosen from all the spleens of the world to, well, I'm the only uh, humanoid spleen, and uh, so I was the only, but they did not give me media training. Okay, great. So this is, should go really good, because they say you know because I I was going to look up this book. This was supposed to be for chart. Could you do 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 you have do spleens ever have trouble falling asleep as young spleens? Um, we we work all the time. Okay, but since you're a humanoid spleen, which I don't get at all, uh, but I also do get because one, you know, a humanoid eyes a lot of things, and you know, you're here in the studio with me. Uh, but ideally, Charlie, you know, will never be exposed to this podcast. But do you, are you humi- familiar with the human tradition of a bedtime story? Um, maybe you could give me an example. Yeah, but I'm supposed to be interviewing you, and this is already not an interview. And I, I had one idea for the interview, and then I thought we'd do a lightning round. But first, we got to. Okay, well, just could you give me an example of a bedtime story? I'm sure I could adjust. Okay, so like a bedtime story would be if you, since you never sleep, but if it is a humanoid sleep and you must sleep so you understand the functioning of, because you, you walk and talk, don't you got to get, just, I'm just trying to work with you here. Yeah, but it's not, we're not really, we're working. I don't think we're working against each other. This could be good for the podcast, but it's not fun for me. Well, what would you want me to do, to, to be sarcastic or uh, more volatile? Okay, no. Okay, so here would be a bedtime story. Can I call you Spleeny? Um, I, maybe. Okay, Spleeny. It sounds pretty good, Spleeny. Okay, go go ahead with the bedtime story. Okay, so once upon a time, there was a uh, a spleen uh, that uh, loved rainbows, and the spleen that loved rainbows' name was Billie Jean, and she she was the nicest spleen, and she was also the spleen she's the spleen that loved rainbows. Uh, d- d- do you get it now? Uh, no. Okay, so, but one day, uh, all the rainbows of the world started to disappear. And Billie Jean thought she had lost her power to find rainbows, so she was sad. So she called her mom, uh, which wouldn't make sense except this is a story. She said, Mother, um, I can't find any rainbows. And her mother said, well, how hard are you looking, dear? And she said, well, I'm the greatest rainbow uh, spotter in the history of spleens, mother. So I think I would have spotted the rainbows if there was any to spot. 
And her mother said, this sounds like uh, a question for the great gallbladder at the top of the mountains. So why don't you journey there and ask the great gallbladder about this? Okay, do you get it now? Uh, not quite. Oh, boy. This might be the first podcast where I lose. Okay. Oh, boy. How did I get into this? Okay, so she 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 had it out. Uh, she was also the most, you know, the only spleen that I know of that had a bright outlook and had an ability to, to act of her own accord or, or take up action suggested by others uh, instead of just sit, sit, sitting around passively and, you know, and, and, you know, doing mysterious jobs for the body. But anyway, okay, so maybe I feel... So she she said, okay, Mother, I'll head out and find the Great Gallbladder. And she started her journey across... You know, she lived deep in the country of this land we call the Abdamanda uh, land. And she headed across there, and you know she she traveled past, and she said hello to some of the other or pituitary, you know pituitary stuff. Uh, she said hello to the Bendix and the uh, uh, she you know she she met we have a small intestine, some of the other organs. There's kidneys in there and liver. And she was to search for the gallbladder, which I think sits sits in the Great Stomach Mountain somewhere, maybe. Or maybe on the spleen, who knows? But because she had never traveled before, she had always lived in her own town. Okay, do you see what I did there? Uh, you got confused. No, but but see how then you recover and you just kind of and you, you, can you tell where I'm going? Um, I keep going. Okay, I'm gonna try to breathe here. Okay, a couple more breaths, and I should be able to restart the story, Spleen. I don't even know if calling you Spleen, it would cheer me up. Okay, so she she had she had never traveled before, so of course these questions were going to crop up. But she had a outlook, and people asked her where she what she was doing. She said, "I'm in search of rainbows." And finally, she reached the uh, the the trail that headed up to Great Stomach Mountain, and at the uh, there was a grouchy. Uh, lumpy, non-positive uh, creature called the uh, Nelplus. And Nelplus said, uh, what are you doing? She said, I'm in search of rainbows. And this is how Nelplus says, why are you in search of rainbows? And she said, well, rainbows are beautiful and they remind us of beauty and color and all that's wonderful about the world, a mystery like the mystery of the spleen. And this Nelpus said, I don't care about uh, mystery or rainbows, and neither should you. You should go back home and do your job and not worry about all those things. And she said, well, maybe you're right. Do you think I should just go home and be a spleen and and just sit there and just kind of do stuff and then, you know, be good for a couple podcasts, one good podcast episode with a doctor and a comedian, and then another one that's like a little bit of a train wreck. Uh, but, but, you know, what, what, she said, maybe that, maybe you're right. Like, so maybe I should just do that. And uh, 
uh, she, she, she said, do you mind if I sit next to you for a little while and think on this? And Nelpa said, no, you should just go straight home and give up on your rainbow quest. And right at that moment, she, she said, no, I think I'll sit down and, and think it over. And then she sat there with her hand on it. And that's just, just a young spleen girl. And she had her chin on her hand. Billie Jean was her name, if you recall. And she had her hand on her chin. And she thought about it. She said, oh, well, I wonder if I should give up on the rainbows. And then she started to think about all the rainbows she had seen, just as a spleen, you know, which is pretty amazing if you sit and think about it as a spleen or thinking about a spleen, thinking about it, seeing rainbows, you know, it's pretty amazing. And she said, you know what, Nelpis, I'm not going to let your uh, sour, bile attitude uh, drain me down. You know, I'm going to go on a quest up the mountain and, and find out from the great gallbladder, uh, you know, where, where, where she goes, I don't know, I'm going to go talk to the gallbladder and d- decide from there. And Nelba said, that's fine, good luck. And she, right as she was about to head out up the mountain, the thunder cracked, and the mountain shook, and then there was a cave-in, and the path was blocked forever, and it seemed impossible to pass. And she sighed, and she she even cried a little bit, uh, because she had thought she, uh, you know, made the right choice, and now her choice was blocked, her path was blocked. And Nelba said, see, I told you so. And so then she said, huh, I'll have to find another way up the mountain. Okay, Spleeny, do, do, do you get it now? Can you take, can you tell a bedtime story? Like, do you get where I'm going? Um, you know, uh, you, could, you could keep going. You know, this is, like, this is, you know, every once in a while I like to have a break from the podcast. That's why I have guests on. And I, I, I thought you could carry your own, but then maybe I'm enabling you. Uh, but this episode, you know, it's got to get done. Okay, so she, she, she so Billy Jean sat at the bottom of the mountain. Her path blocked the great gallbladder at the top of the mountain, the wisest of all, according to her mother. And she said, all right, Nelpis, I'm, I'm out of here. I'm going to circle the mountain. And Billie Jean set off on a quest around the Great Stomach Mountain, looking for another way up, but there could be none. And so she uh, she circled the mountain again, and she still couldn't find a way up. And then she circled the mountain again, and she still couldn't find a path. She tried a few, but she would slide back down. Uh, this part is the part where people fall asleep. Uh, no, this is the part where I just do trying to uh, hopefully something clicks, but you know, because I have to persist and do this because you know I got gall on my face pretty much or whatever it's called, but bile have been biled. So she 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 sat again, and Nelpis was still there, and then then old Billy Jean thought to herself, huh. Something strange about all this. And she said, I remember the tales my mother would spin me as a young, you know, as a splint, you know, as they called you know, little spleens back then, in days of yore. 
And she said to Nelpis, Nelpis, reveal yourself. And then another crack of thunder came, and Nelpis revealed itself as a great consumer of rainbows. Uh, the most famous uh, anti-bile, they called it. And uh, the keeper of the merconium. And uh, immediately a strange vortex opened up that... Uh, what did I say the name of the character was? Uh, Nelpis. You know, the, the, see, why you got to look at me like that, Splaney? I'm trying to get this story going. I'm not, I'm just, I'm just interested in this part, actually. Okay, so this was the great consumer of rainbows. Uh, Nelpis, I guess, probably was the name, but she had just not realized it. Maybe it was uh, Quartro Grotto, I think it was actually Quartro Grotto. And Quartro Grotto grew to ten times the size with its anti-bile and its merconium vortex. It is said, I have consumed all the rainbows of the world, uh, Billie Jean, and they are mine and you will never see another rainbow again. And I have tested you to see... Uh, for I know you are a lover of all rainbows, and I know you will not quit. You will keep coming till you defeat me. So uh, I think we should have a battle now. And B- Billy Jean said, okay, uh, well, um, why don't we play hide-and-seek? Because I'm not really, you know, I don't have any vortices or, you know, I'm not much on consumption. It should be a fair fight, don't you think? And the great, you know, Nalpis or whatever, the consumer of rainbows and, uh, mag- you know, magnetic distributor of negative energy as a guest, you know, on the mountainside. And then, but the thing was that uh, Nalpis said, well, I've never played hide and seek before. I've never had any friends to play with. And Billie Bill Jean said, well, what if I go get some more people? We should get some more people to play with, but there's no one around. And she said, it's so fun. And there's even this version, this odd podcaster came up with called Count the Mosca. It's a, it's a version of uh, hide and seek, but more you pretend you're, you count the flies. But we need some people, maybe some rain, rainbows, or have you consumed anything other than rainbows? And Nelpis said, only rainbows. And she said, well, why don't you let the rainbows out, a couple of them, maybe five, uh, from your great belly. And then we could play hide-and-seek, we'll play Count the Mosca. And then you can consume all of us, and we'll call it, you know, unless, unless somehow I win. But she said, you're probably so wise and brave. Uh, that you'll defeat all of us, and that will even prove your dominance, Nelpis, consumer of rainbows. And and Nelpis laughed a laugh and then spit out five rainbows of varying sizes and, you know, personalities. And uh, then Billie Jean said, everyone gather around. And she said to the rainbows, do you all know how to play hide-and-seek? And they said, we do, we do. And she said, excellent, we're going to play a game of hide-and-seek here. And this is Nelpis, a consumer of rainbows, but also future. So we're going to play a version called Count the Mosque. And she explained the rules, which are complicated. 
and they don't make a whole lot of sense, which would further confuse Nelpis. And she said, you know, since Nelpis is new, I'll be, why don't one of the rainbows, one of the rainbows, you be it. And count to like 150 just to give it, since it's Nelpis' first try. You know, we'll, 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 and then she said, okay. So and if you haven't played hide and seek before, Spleeny, have you played hide and seek? No, this is so interesting. Okay, so you someone counts and then you hide somewhere where, you, you know, you can't cheat. It has to be somewhere where the person could find you. And then they come find you. And if they find you, you're it. And then you have to find people. So the one rainbow, I think his name was Gary. Gary the Rainbow started counting. And then the other rainbows, they went and hid right away. Very good at hiding because they're, you know, they're so bandy. You know, they can, they're, they're very... They're good at cramming themselves. But Nelpis was like, well, where shall we hide? Where shall we hide? Nelpis had never had friends before, so this was very exciting to Nelpis. Okay, do you get what I'm doing now, explaining you with the story? No, it doesn't seem to be going anywhere. Okay, so um, uh, everyone was hidden, but the, and the counter was counting down. But it was still a very high number, you know, it was like 138, 137. And Nelpis is like, where should we hide? And uh, Billy Jean said, well, at the top of the mountain, there's this awesome cave up there. That's why I was going up there. I didn't really want to talk to that lame old gallbladder. I wanted to, to live in the gallbladder's cave. Uh, I think they call it Rainbow Cave because there's a waterfall inside of it. So I really wasn't going to tell you this, Nelpis, but I was planning on stealing the Rainbow Cave for myself. Uh, and I think that'd be the best place to hide. But we'd have to clear off this. And then Nelpis started consuming all the rocks that were in the blocked path of the mountain. You know, much like a biomechanical process, maybe. I don't know how all that works with gallbladder stuff. but And clearing the path up the mountain. And as they got up to the mountain... Now, uh, Bill, Billy, Billy Jean had also whispered stuff to the rainbows. And as they got up to the mountain, they got up to the cave, and standing at the entrance of the cave was the great gallbladder, who, who was not intimidating, an older an old organ that you say, I don't even know what one of those would look like, you know. But I would bet not pretty, and that's how old gallbladder looked. And creeping up behind... Uh, Billy Jean were the other rainbows. And they got to the top, and Nelpa said, Great gallbladder, we're here to hide in your cave. You got to hide us. We're about to be found. And the great gallbladder said, Go right inside, Nelpis, and hide in the hair for, for you know. Uh, and then the, Nelpis went inside. But it was, it was actually a bile duct. And so then Nelpis went in the bile duct was in a cave, and Nelpus was, I guess, eventually uh, hit forever, Nelpus did, in the bile duct until some sort of biomechanical stuff happened. And also the rainbows, like shot rainbow stuff to, 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 make it, to make it. And then Billie Jean became the queen of the rainbows and the master of Rainbow Mountain, as it became known, hence therefore, because rainbows no longer had to be worried about being consumed. And soon the land was flush with rain again. 
that was another part of the story I missed, but, and the, the, the earthy land was, you know, growing fresh with whatever, the end. Okay, Spleeny, do, do you understand the bedtime story? I think I do. So do you think you could tell a bedtime story now? Okay. This is called uh, Bling Ring Elena Back to Damon. It's a bedtime story about a bear named Elena who went, went on a journey across the land and up a mountain away from her owner, Damon. Okay, can you think of a, a slightly different story? Now you might ask yourself, where was Elena going? And she she would tell you she was going on a second date in Italy with Sean, which of course made Damon feel terrible. Uh, made him say "vore cancellare," as the Italian teddy bears are known to say. And as they just tried to pursue one another, they realized it was a World Nutella Day. And so then they all ate Nutella and had it together. And they said to themselves, Ariana Tours are the best. And then they all became friends because they were so happy. And then they said, Leo Sanini, you know, because they watched a bunch of Leo DiCaprio movies, which was nice. And then they said, well, what about Lucia? Why don't we name someone Lucia? And then they watched the 100 in the end. Uh, that was, no offense, but that was terrible. That was my first bedtime story. And yours was, no, mine was mine was uh, not terrible, but, I, I'm sorry, I don't mean to judge you, Spleeny. Okay, let's try another segment here. Okay, so let's try another segment. Since you had it, you and Justin McElroy don't seem to get along. And I see I'm going to have to carry the bulk of this interview. They, they, one of my favorite things that Justin does is they do a bunch of great podcasts that I'm sure a lot of people know about. But there's also this little YouTube show he does with Dwight called uh, Things I Bought at Sheets. And that's S-H-E-E-T-Z. Now, I didn't even know about Sheets till which year is this, 2015? 2016, right? So I guess maybe it was, tw- well, my, when my brother got married, I guess it was a year, a year and a half ago, I became aware of Sheets because we were driving uh, through Pennsylvania and we were trying to find some place to use the bathroom and eat. My brother said, we, well, the only place I stop is Sheets. And he says the best, they have everything and then some in clean bathrooms. Uh, have you ever been on a road trip, Spleeny? Uh, no, I have not been on a road trip. Okay. Um, so maybe we'll play like, uh, like we guys just read you the titles of some episodes, things I bought at Sheets, and you could say, uh, uh, like I could just see what you would think of it. Okay. Now, this is not working either. Holy mackerel, I thought uh, bringing on a spleen would help the show. And so, so if I tell you elephant ears, do you know what an elephant ears is? Kind of like a do- big donut? Yeah, I don't eat donuts, really. Okay, um, hmm. What about cookies and cream donut? I said I don't eat donuts, really. 
Uh, what about a pepper, a West Virginia peppermint roll? Oh, no. What about like a pepperoni roll, like a hot cheese or West Virginia peppermint ro- pepperoni roll? I'm, I'm not familiar with that. Okay. Um, okay, so wh- why don't you take me in? Okay, so that's not going to work, I guess. Wow. It's almost like you're being, you're passively, I'm never, I'm, I'm almost speechless. You're, you're never almost speechless, though. Okay, maybe we'll try a, a guy, like, what if I, okay, could you, how's your imagination, well, I can't believe I'm asking you this, because you, you probably could imagine what a donut would taste like. Maybe. Okay, well, maybe you could, uh. Okay, can you picture, let's say, remember how that story I told had a cave at the beginning, at the top of it? And what if it was really a cave and not a bile duct? Okay, so close your eyes and, and you're, you're in the cave and tell me uh, what you see. Okay, I see a great trunk in front of me, the celiac trunk leading... To the splenic artery and vein, mostly to the, the, the artery, and the heptic portal vein. And there I see the spleen, you know, up against the diaphragm. And if we get a little closer, we'll be at the helium, up against the wall of this cave. But if you step through it, You'll enter the cave and you'll see something so amazing you would not know unless you were a spleen. For you see pulp, you see red pulp and white pulp. And it may look to you just like something from a painting on one of your walls. Or fractals, as I know you you may have seen a long time ago, uh, that you might see, and you'd say, "Well, those are fra- it's fractally or abstract." But there's nothing abstract about it. That is, you see many things that keep the flow going in and out. Things called sinuses, and then the capsule. You know, which capsule encapsulates it all like this cave. And you could definitely say this is a cave of wonder where so many necessary functions go on, but they still yet remain a mystery. And you'd say, wow, am I lucky to be here in this cave. So much flow, so much energy. And so many nice neighbors, you know, like Mr. Kidney and Penny the Pancreas. And you might even say, hey, stomach, how are you? And then, uh, you know, I can do what you do, Mr. Podman, when I just say, words as we travel through and you can look at it in a microscopic flowing way flowing with each thunderous pound of the heart in and then back out 
flowing through the systems and doing the jobs we need. Each has its part and each is the sum greater than its parts, you know. You could even say this cave is filled with a rainbow of colors, rainbow functions and rainbow things, and you might not know or understand it all, or even be able to appreciate it and know that it's pretty great and say, why not keep it, you know, keep us around. We've started a program, we're not the most exciting spleens, you know, but we have started a campaign in reaction, uh, spleens love people. That's what I was supposed to come on here and talk about, but I'd forgotten. We think people are number one, us spleens. And we say, hey, keep us around, because we love you. We say keep people around, extinction. You know, we say nay to extinction and yay to humans, because we love humans so Our top five things on earth are human beings, human doings, human stuff, human human monuments of human greatness. You know, we live to serve you humans. It's a dream come true for us, really. Oh, really? Wait, Spleen, are you being sarcastic or serious? Oh, so serious. Well, we in the, we need you and you need us, you know. And we want to remind you that. Just say, well, you know, we we should work together, you know, as a team. That's what I think. I think as Spleeny and Humany, Spleeny and Andy, Spleeny and Charlie... Spleeny and Sydney, Spleeny and Justini, all of us spleens, we love all of you. I wrote this just for you, people. Ode to a human that I serve all the time. It is my pleasure, and if pleasure is a crime, I can only say it's a dream to serve you so. All day long, choring away something you don't appreciate it, I'll know. But I bite my tongue, for I have none to bite, human being, human being. I love you like the night. That never falls for me, for I work all the time. But I know while you rest, you know, it's not time for me to pine. It's time for me to do your bidding in the stuff that I do. Oh, what a joy. Each day, not anew, for it never ends a cycle that I serve human human folks. Being a spleen unappreciated is little task for us to, to pull on the yoke. Oh, humans, thank you for that. Or to us spleens, you're number one. Don't think of us as an optional you know, we're around for extra fun, and we appreciate you more than the other organs do, you know, because we could leave, you know, as they've proven to do, but we, we want you to want us, because you really need us, yo. My name is Spleeny, and it's my honor, 
But now I must go. Okay, so that was Spleeny. I think Spleeny put Spleeny to sleep, which is, I guess, a humanoid Spleen might be able to sleep. So thanks for listening, and uh, wow, that was an interesting episode. First interview, I guess, with a, I mean, I guess I've tried to do some other interviews. I never thought I'd say, wow, I really miss Bernie the, sorry, Spleen, Spleeny. I never thought I missed Bernie the Butterfly, but I'll be, I, 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 I'm going to buy some Gatorade now and beg for Bernie's forgiveness. All right, let's do some thank yous. Good night. I want to thank, uh, I'm from Twitter, I want to thank Kathy for talking, uh, talking about where, where I was an infinite jest, but I don't want to wake Kathy up too, too late probably. Uh, but yeah, the, the chapter that we were talking about cracks me up. Uh, thanks for the recommendation as well. I want to thank uh, Luke uh, and, you know, wish Luke the best on his, maybe Luke will be the first. Well, there might already be pro Cat Catan players, but maybe Luke will be the first pr- professional Catan player. Took him out of the sleep with me. You know, he got my start. So thanks, Luke. Couldn't come up with a joke there, but. I want to thank Lori. I want to thank Jax High, who's a new listener who just tested out the podcast and liked it. Thank you. Babs, be like Babs, thank you. I want to thank Nug and Illusionoid Podcast for their constant support. Uh, Billy, who uh, even falls asleep when he talks to other boring people now. That's good. I don't know if that is great, but... I want to thank Matthew and his bride-to-be, Nev Campbell. Congratulations. Wake up. Don't wake up, but you know what I mean. Uh, Cape, Cape, Cape Cat, thank you. Congrats. Oh, you don't have, I'll sign your DSVM 5 or 4, you know, I prefer. They say, geez, what, what, what do they do with DSM, DSV? You know, do they sweep that under the rug 3? I mean, talk about someone... You see, geez, I don't know my Vatican's either, but I probably say, what is the DSMV? Is that like Vatican uh, two? And I say, okay, they probably just get excommunicated, but you know, go for it. Um, anyway, bad. Oh boy, uh, Sheila, thank you. Uh, uh, L, uh, thank you, long time listener, giving a shout out. Uh, losing my humanity is a new listener. Hey, what's up? Thanks for trying out the podcast. Lori B., thank you. Mary Beth, thank you. I want to thank uh, Philip, uh, Andy Philip, or whatever the kid we found they found is. And Tim Hortons, of course, uh, who was joking that they purchased the podcast. Uh, if they keep expanding, maybe they, I don't know if we, we'll see, but we, we could come up with some brand alignment, me and Tim Hortons. More like sheets, you know. I think that's an upcoming episode. Well, that might be this. This actually that is the episode that just came out. The one that I'm doing the thank yous for was the one with the sheets. So that's brand. That's brand alignment. So I, yeah, just because we're on that, I want to thank uh, uh, the McElroys, Charlie, Justin, and Sydney. Uh, footed hooves or hooves. It behooves me to thank you. So thank you. Best W, thank you. Uh, Villa Arena, thank you. 
M-E-G, thank you for that lovely write-up and uh, just for being so nice. Uh, Jennifer L.C., thank you, and happy speed blump to you. T, thank you. Jonathan M., thank you. Sounds like an earful, thank you. Ariel C., thank you. Uh, That was funny. Uh, Thank you so much, Ariel, and thanks for recommending the podcast. Hannah B., thank you so much. Uh, Jill R to the R to the M, thank you. Uh, Tati C, thank you. Glamour Radio, thank you. Uh, Joey Joey L, thank you. Hayden, thank you. T, thank you so much. Matt P, thank you so much. Rainya, Rainya, thank you so much. Steph B, thank you. Bam G, thank you and good night. Anarchy, F Anarchy, thank you and good night. Geeky Girl, thank you and good night. Will F, thank you and good night. Uh, Candace I, thank you and good night. Uh, over on Facebook, I want to thank Trish T, Evelyn H, Nug, Thank you, and all good night, Lori K. Thank you, and good night, Julie R., Lori S., Elizabeth L., Caroline S., thank you, and good night, Dan H., thank you, Amanda R., thank you, and good night, Carrie with a C to the K., thank you, and good night, Alexandra, thank you, and good night, uh, Grandma Mary, Grandpa Ed, thank you and good night for introducing me to New York-based, uh, New Yorker and New York Times. Uh, Julie F., thank you. Gail, hope you like the podcast. Susan S., thank you. Penny R., thank you and good night. Joel D., thank you and good night. Ingrid T., thank you and good night. Lisa K., thank you and good night. Jess, Je- uh, Jess, Je- <laughs> Jeff S., thank you and good night. Sarah B, Mazeltoff to you. Uh, Heather W, thank you and good night. Karen L, thank you and good night. Vesna, thank you on behalf of me and Bernie. Uh, Billy V, thank you and good night. Rachel N, thank you and good night. Uh, Lisa K, thank you and good night. Uh, Cheryl L, thank you and good night. Babs, thank you and good night. Anya, thank you and good night. Uh, Laura, thank you and good night. Julie G, thank you and good night. Uh, Brittany D B, thank you and good night. Julie C, thank you and good night. Uh, Jennifer C, thank you and good night. Allie H, thank you and good night. Uh, Melissa D B, thank you and good night. Julia R, thank you and good night. Uh, Dean, thank you and good night. Simone, thank you and good night. Leah, thank you and good night. Kimberly, thank you and good night. Matthew, thank you and good night. Uh, Summer, thank you and good night. Linfield, thank you and good night. Scott, uh, thank you and good night. Jill, happy birthday and good night. I guess hopefully you won't hear this. Maybe I'll say at the top. Uh, Lydia, thank you and good night. Robin, thank you and good night. Gustavo, thank you and good night. Chris, thank you and good night. Uh, Mary, thank you and good night. Uh, Leah, Leah, thank you and good night. Kalina, thank you and good night. Claire, thank you and good night. 
Bug, thank you and good night. Brendan, thank you and good night. Mario, thank you and good night. Robin, thank you and good night. Tara and Terry, good night, thank you. Jody, thank you and good night. Mary, thank you and good night. Raymond, thank you and good night. Gary, thank you and good night. Uh, Jesse and Janice, thank you and good night. Amanda, thank you and good night. Megan, thank you and good night. And I think that's it for right now. Thanks and good night.